they've been thawed, but have these former ice cubes found themselves in hot water once again? Find out this week on Hapless Heroes. Hondo will poke it? Hello, and welcome to another episode of Hapless Heroes Quarantine Edition. I'm Francesco, and tonight I'm going to continue to be your host and DM as we explore this side adventure that is, I promise you, will tie into our main story. Promise. Don't, don't hold promises you can't keep. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I can definitely promise that for sure. <laughs> I'm going to start introduce, by introducing my cast, and I'm just going to pretend like they're in directions. So starting on my <laughs> left... We have Mike as Rovin Tossbottom. I'm ready to go deep down into this hole. Oh, God. To his left, we have John as Hondo the Immortal. What am I even doing here? Where's the alcohol? (laughs) And rounding out this band of wacky characters, to his left, we have Dave as Sir Delam Rook. Good evening. So uh, last week we, you know, like I said, we've been recording this show from our own houses and uh, we decided to just, you know, bring the, some, some characters back, introduce a new one and, you know, explore what things are, what kind of things are going on in the shadow realm and the shadow fell. We've encountered a uh, two, two blocks of ice, Rovin and Hondo. That's Sir Delam Rook, a uh, Shudderkai elf, some, someone who is native uh, to this uh, particular place or at least someone who's been living here for a very long time uh, happened upon them because he was investigating a disturbance on behalf of the raven queen or her order determined you guys weren't or couldn't have been the disturbance because what would two idiots like you be of of, of any threat when it comes to the you know stability of and preservation of the shadow fell i wouldn't call myself an idiot hondo has been known to cause quite the disturbance for you yeah, but there's a difference between being like a nuisance <laughs> at like a bar, right, or something, or like you know in a town, and a, a nuisance when it comes to like an entire demi plane, or well, actually just a full on plane of existence. Yeah, give them time. Give them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Sir Delamrook uh, decided to Shanghai you guys on his own personal quest because what other option did you guys have really besides sit there and freeze once more? Um, you happened upon a couple or a pair of mysterious coins that uh, at this point now have both ended up in the possession of Rovin Tossbottom. Woo! Despite Hondo, Hondo's best efforts, yes. And um, you guys had, had ended up at this, uh, there was like a seismic disturbance and went to check it out. And it appeared like some sort of gigantic spire had collapsed and almost like punched a hole and revealed a cavern in the side of one of the um, various, you know, mountainous crags that exist here in the Shadowfell, as the terrain here is constantly shifting. Um, you briefly saw another humanoid figure descending into this newly discovered cavern. Um, well, I would say moments before you guys decided to go after him, but 
you guys actually stayed and looted the area first for a bit and, and ended yep. up fighting some weird, horrible undead creature that was stuffed into a barrel. Yeah. And you guys make sure. eventually descended. You ended up at these doors. And we're gonna op- we're gonna actually start the episode with you guys right in front of those 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 double doors, uh, pushing them open. So you guys are kind of in this like well it was like a stone cavern that had the entryway here and um, the doors open themselves freely, um, and it just reveals a very dark cavern. In fact, at this point it has gotten so dark that both Hondo and Rovan, without dark vision, cannot see a thing. I immediately pull out my tinderbox and set flint on fire to set my hooded lantern alight. Your hooded lantern? Or are you My going, hooded lantern. Are you going to be keeping the hood on or are you taking the hood off? Um, I'm going to be taking, uh, taking the hood off. Okay. You have illuminated the cavern around you. Now, Hondo, you... You, also, you still don't have a light source, so I just want to point that out. So you're going to have to stick pretty close to Rovin in order to see anything. Uh, Hondo does have torches. I suppose uh, being untrusting <laughs> of everyone else, he would also light one. Okay, so just so you guys are aware, right? Um, both of your... Uh, you, have a, you guys both have one hand occupied with a torch. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Okay. So yeah, the torches are lit. Sodellum Rook has Sodellum Rook's eyes adjust to the actual light now. And um, yeah, there's a, a hallway in front of you. It stretches about 50 feet before hitting a uh, a turn that goes sharply to the left. So Hondo would start moving forward. Um, Rovin would move behind him. And Mr. Delamrick, where are you in all of this? I don't mind bringing up the rear. For if no other reason that, um, while my orders have a, my knightly order has a good number set of regulations to it, as, you know, the goddess of death would have, it's surprisingly vague on the topic of cannon fodder. (laughs) <laughs> so really, just send the expendables ahead. Yeah. Send, allow, I allow didn't send the anything. They're already going. All right, so I guess we're gonna arrange um, you guys. So you're about you're about five to ten feet apart from one another. That sounds about right. Okay. Uh, well, Hondo, we'll, you're. We'll have uh, his weapon at the ready as well, in the sounds form good. of a great sword. In the form of a great sword. I also, yeah, in my other hand, uh, Rovin has his dagger ready to go. Okay. Uh, Hondo, do you have anything uh, unsheathed as a one-handed option? Um, All I really would have as an option is my javelin. My okay. sword is two-handed. <laughs> so, I mean, you, know, you, can, you can wield the javelin like a spear. You know? Yeah, sure. Doing that. Okay. Great. Um, well, Hondo, you're in the front. So, what do you do? I would keep going. Okay. So let's say you reach the corner once you, and you're staring right now at, uh, well, a set of doors. Um, similar to the ones you entered in to get into this, um, like, curved hallway. 
Um, they look like just big stone doors with just a what actually looks like a um, just a very like a, almost like a circular pattern like just carved into the center um, with like the center itself you know kind of depressed a bit more than than the embossed like circle shape so it's like a donut almost okay um, Hondo will walk forward and put his um, torch on the ground in front of the door the torch is next to the door. And you said you're pushing the door open, Hondo? Uh, not yet. I'm waiting for everybody else to kind of show yeah. up behind me. Roven moves to the corner. All right. Yeah, Sir Rook is just staying, you know, optimum social distancing spacing away behind. Uh, <laughs> so topical, Dave. It's all I've got. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, Hondo, it looks like it's still your show. So Hondo can't see uh, Sir Dellum? Uh, you cannot from where you are standing. No, he seems to be still around the corner from you, um, taking up the rear. Um, Hondo will shout back to him, What am I doing this for you for? Do you prefer the ice block? Maybe. I mean, we can arrange it. <laughs> um, Hondo will take out his sword and kind of try to shoulder the door open. Okay, so yeah, you have your your sword equipped. You like almost like shoulder press the door open, and uh, you know while there is some mild resistance because it's a very heavy door, it opens without consequence. It opens up into a um, much larger chamber. Um, it's probably about 45 feet by 20 feet. It extends 20 feet ahead of you and then goes about 45 feet in either direction before uh, you see a couple different features. Um, to your left, there is about a 15-foot opening that um, essentially uh, opens up into another hallway that curves sharply to the right. To your right, there is um, a set of doors, you know, about 25 feet away. Um, and then um, on the wall opposite from you, you know, slightly to the right, since that's centered, is another set of double doors. Um, Hondo would do a perception to see if there's anything dangerous in the room. <laughs> yeah, uh, give me a quick perception check. Just give you, you know, what's your quick, what's your little scan of the room? Uh, not great. That's an eight. All right. I mean, nothing about this room looks dangerous to you. It, I mean, it looks old. Um, the air in here is very musty, and, and, and actually, it's, 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 it definitely feels like it's, it's, it's slightly wet. Um, the, the halls themselves are actually uh, like rough stone that have been sort of arranged and flattened on the ground, um, and the, the walls are, are, are similar. Where it's just you know sort of like this this cobbled uh, you know definitely carved you know what I mean and smoothed, but uh, you know it's it's all just it's all just rock and stone in here. Um, there every, uh, everything is slightly humid, like a little wet, but not like like just like cave wet. Uh, Roven moves uh, behind Hondo. And Sir Delamark will follow suit then. 
Sounds good. Um, all right, uh, you gonna you guys enter the room? Yeah, Hondo will enter the room and move to the left. Okay. Do you bring your torch with you, or do you leave it by the door? I'll leave it by the door. Okay. Roven will accompany him up to the entrance of the room. All right, Hondo. So you guys, so you I mean, yeah, you can see that the, the hallway just kind of extends. There doesn't appear to be a door when you turn there. It just, it looks like it kind of just curves off, but you're, you know, you can't really see too far um, around there yet because you're still kind of standing, you know, in that main antechamber. Um, <clears throat> I'll, I'll go up uh, ahead of Hondo to just kind of like light it a little bit more so that we can see. It's a good plan. All right. And then Sir Del and Rook will enter the room and just look to the right of the door then. Okay. I guess I'll move up a little bit farther. Right, yeah, so you kind of extend, you, you, know, you kind of go up to, you know, you, to like what would be your left, which is actually, like, you know, we'll just call this the, the northern um, part of this chamber. Um, and you can see that, 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 you know, that wide opening, you know, curves sharply to the east. And um, it's just another long hallway um, that kind of goes goes on for a little a little ways, um, probably to just to the edges of what your torch will illuminate. Cool. So I, I let uh, Hondo know that it's just a hallway. Um, there's more to go, but I can't see until we go a little farther. Hondo will turn to Sir Dalim and say, "Which way do you suggest?" I would say that your guess is as good as mine. For our, if we have an opening to our left, though, we should best uh, cover it before we move on. Would you like to take the lead, seeing as you are the only one who has dark vision? <laughs> well, if I have to take matters into my own hands, the answer Delamrook is going to turn that way, sigh, sling his uh, great sword over his shoulder, and casually walk that way and then we'll just make ourselves just to the corner and peeking around okay um so yeah the hallway does extend um it's about a it's about a 60 foot long hallway like so like you know like at the edge of your vision you can see it curves to the right so it heads so it you know from heading east and again heads south uh hondo will follow him okay uh, now, do we have Sir Delamrook in, in, in the front? Uh, do you continue down the hallway? Well, I'm not going to get anything done just standing here, am I? <laughs> For the per- so I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, just describe to our audience real quick before you move your your your, your little pieces around. Um, I'm gonna put yourself back there. Uh, so we so audience, we are using roll twenty as a means to you know visualize some things. So what I'm gonna have these fellows do, um, just 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 for couple things that I'd like for you to kind of show me square by square the path you take through this hallway for no particular reason. Of course not. Uh-huh. Delamrook advances five feet forward and is fine. Delamrook is going to advance another five feet and then he's going to look around to perceive what he sees. Um, before you do that, Delamrook, I would like for you to make me a dexterity saving throw. Ah. Uh. As, oh no! As the uh, as the floor uh, collapses beneath you, um, you fall 
into a 30-foot pit. And you take... 30-foot pit. 11 bludgeoning damage as you hit the ground below. And no one can see you anymore. Oh, because he's down in the hole? Yep, you just saw him... (laughs) Oh, thud. Um, Rovin steps up to the trap. Mm-hmm. So um, he's, he obviously steps on the the square that he had saw Rook step on earlier, so he knows it's a safe square. Um, and he takes out his 50-foot rope. Sounds good, and you lower it down to Sir Delam Rook. I do, but I then turn to Hondo and say, I'm probably not strong enough. I'm going to need you to pull on this rope. Uh, Hondo agrees. Are you going to help him, Rovin? Um, well, yeah. Okay. I just, I just know I can't do it alone. No, that's fine. So Hondo, using your strength, you're going to roll at advantage to pull up Sir Delam Rook. Yep. Ah, good thing I had advantage. I got a 21. Or else you would have had Hooray. a bat one. Yeah, 21 will totally do it. <laughs> Um, Sir Delam Rook, you have now been pulled up, and uh, we're just going to say that you are on the uh, square adjacent to, um, let's kind of do it this way, uh, to, to, to Hondo. And you're okay now. You know, you're a little, little banged up from falling down a pit. Um, you can tell that this was, this was uh, definitely designed, and the stone here inside this pit and trap looks more new and fashioned than the weathered stone around you. So that's the sort of day this is going to be, is it? Sir Delam Rook was grumbling like a crotchety old man the entire <laughs> way up this rope, too. Not complaining at any of these people, just at the inconsiderate ass who designed this dungeon in such a way. Uh, Hondo will pat Sir Delam on the back and say, uh, Second attempt? <laughs> <laughs> Is it like you're going to take him? the walk yourself? Um, Hondo would like to do an investigation for if he can find any other traps. Um, where are you investigating? Uh, the, the blocks. How many blocks ahead of me can I look? Can I, don't know, I, look I mean, you have you kind of. I think I feel like you probably can only inspect like you know what's around one at a time. What's like actually around you? So I'm gonna say like within like you know like that five foot square around you. So like anything, any anything adjacent to you, you can probably inspect for traps. Okay, uh, is that only one block then? So you can essentially do no in one check. I would say that you get all squares adjacent to you. So essentially, a five foot square, right, a little radius around you is what you're gonna be investigating for traps. Okay. Uh, so I will check. I will stand because Sir Dellum is to my left, right? Correct, and you know he's safe. So I would like to step on his spot. <laughs> Tell Sir Dellum then, to get the hell out of the way. Yeah, and then investigate. Uh, right ahead, one right in ahead of you. Front of me. Yeah, give me an investigation yeah. check. I got a twenty-three. I think. Yep. I think we rolled twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks uh, solid as hell. All right. Well, I'm gonna step on that next one. Okay. Uh, do I have to keep <laughs> investigating every step? You're, you're goddamn right. <laughs> well, um, if this is what you want this hallway to be, then this is what you're going to have this hallway be. 
All right, I'm hoping that it only rolls once this time, or I could maybe I could just take the better of the two we'll if it does the first. You know, wrong again. Ah, thirteen. Um, looks pretty solid. Hondo will continue to walk forward to the next one. Yep, uh, you're still okay. Nothing, you know, nothing bad happens, right? Your investigation uh, appeared to be successful. Um. All right, I'll try it one more time. <laughs> of course, of course, as uh, it has to happen per the laws of nature in D&D. And this, uh, and I this podcast. That one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. looks uh, completely solid. Which one? The one in front of me? Both of them. In front Wait, of did you. we oh. investigate to the audience what it was, or did we just strongly imply what it was? No, no he, he said that, that one. one. He said, yeah, he said, said that. that one. Okay. All right, uh, so I guess I'm going to... Uh, jump. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, no, because your your best judgment tells you that this is solid as hell. So why would you yeah. jump? No, uh, forward. Oh, you're just gonna advance. I, I am. I am extremely confident that this next one is uh, the sturdiest of all blocks. Yep. Uh, the actually the entire section of the hallway collapses beneath your feet, and then you need to awesome. make a, a cool uh, dexterity saving throw, please. Cool beans. Uh Plus zero. So yeah, that like ten by five section of the hallway just literally collapses down. So like, yep. yeah, creates like a uh, pit that blocks the the way. And uh, uh, can Hondo use his human determination to roll that at advantage? Yes. Yeah, your little feat that gives you advantage once per short rest. I think it is. Hey, seventeen. Seventeen definitely allows you to hop backwards uh, and avoid uh, a certain. A certain terrible fall. Good. That was the uh, that was the goal. Rovin runs forward past Hondo and leaps over the hole in the floor. Yeah, and you are uh, you know like just just across from the hole, right on, and uh, or like that that that, that larger pit, and um, yeah, you land on your feet, totally fine. Cool. Uh, so he ended up on the right. Yep. The left. East. Yeah, yeah. See, he's, he's in the northernmost of the two on this, like, you know, like 10 foot wide hallway. Okay. So there's still an empty position south of him. But uh, you can't fit more than two by two in this hallway. This is easy enough for, the, you know, these pits are easy enough for both of you to leap over. You know what I mean? It doesn't require um, a tremendous amount well, of effort to get there. I also want to remind everybody that I am. Um, I have two, 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 two. Where is it? I know I just read it somewhere. Where I can take up the same space as a. Oh yeah, you're a half being larger than me. Yeah, you're so a half. I, you both can actually get over here with me standing there. Um, only one, only one person can be on the same square as you. That's larger than you. They, well, right, but there's two squares. Right, right, right. Yeah. You'd... So one can take up the square next to me, and then one can take up the same square. Sure, absolutely. I, I will say for your information, though, you do not know if any of the other squares adjacent to you are safe. You only know. That's oh, that's true. No, yeah, no, no. That's what I was exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying what I know. Hondo's <laughs> definitely going to take that. I will do a sidestep. Oh. And and move down to not the even, south. He's not even going to check for traps. South he's tile. literally just nope. going to try to move there. Oh, uh, yeah, you're fine, Correct. Rovin. There you go. 
Come on over, guys! What confidence this man has. Hondo will again jump, <laughs> this time to a block that he knows is safe. Yep, you totally do that. What about uh, what about you, Rook? Sir Delam Rook is going to walk to the space behind um, behind Roven, and all right, gangway. And he's going to uh, wait just a moment after that, and then he is also going to leap across onto the space okay. where uh, where Roman would be. You totally do that. At this point, Hondo has left his torch behind. Yep. You probably have at least one more on you. Oh, I have uh, a couple more. Okay. So, um, what's the next move, fellas? Who's going to make the next move? Roven moves forward. Roven successfully moves forward. Roven moves forward again. Roven successfully moves forward. Roven moves forward again. Yep, everything's good here. Great, and he goes to the corner. And you you do that. Um, to your Great. right, you see that the hallway extends. Um, mm-hmm. Another, probably about 35 feet before it opens up again to another chamber. Um, and then right at the edge of where your torch can see, you can see that there's a set of double doors um, you know, at the southern end of the room you're looking into. Cool. Just barely make it out, because it is, you know, the light does dim as it gets out, you know, beyond 30 feet. There's another room over here, guys. Let's go. Is it possible for Hondo to make it path past? You guys, yeah, you can move, you can move, I would say you can move diagonally, right? And, um, you know, take the same path that Robin took. Okay, I do that. I would assume that Sir Delam Rook does something similar. Sir Dullum Rook will casually stroll to the corner, yes. Okay. Um, who's making well, the, the next move? Since I've, I've been the brave one, I'm going to just keep going. Yeah. Um, you can do that. I mean, at this point, just move yourself where you want to go. Okay. Uh, I'll go all the way to the end. Sounds good. Uh, so, yeah, this room here. Um, again, it's, so in, in, in here, th- this room is a lot less plain than the initial, like, large antechamber you went into. Um, I would like... Sir Delamark will follow him around the corner, by the way. Sounds good. Uh, Rovin, could you make me just a, a perception check, please? Yes. I can. There it is. All right. 18. So, great. So, see that to, on the on the western side of the room, there's another set of double doors, you know, kind of kitty corner to the ones directly across from me on the southern end. Mm-hmm. And um, there is also um, on the walls here, many different um, faded frescoes depicting um, what appears to be like lines of shadowy figures being uh, shepherded down um, a long path and being led to what appear to be like these like large boats and you can see that there is a gigantic figure like almost godlike you know just massive um, looking over them and uh, you can see that in its hands is depicted um, a set of scales and its arm is skeletal that's holding it up our so the frescoes that I'm looking at... It's, it's, um, it's, it's sort of a mural that's painted around the entire room. 
Sure. But I don't notice anything like extra like gems or things like protruding from the frescoes. No, it's, frescoes. it's uh, no, no, nope. It's just it just it just faded um, after many 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 years. Also, you're in the shadow realm, you know. And like I said, the shadow realm is kind of what appear is, is sort of like a, a a mirror or a twisted mirror of what exists on the prime material plane somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, this appears to be what almost like you know something you'd, you'd, akin to what you'd see in like a, a ruined or like a, you know, like a temple or some kind of you know religious site. Sure. Uh, Hondo will walk up, uh, take a swig of whiskey, and say, "Oh, this isn't creepy at all." And then he'll investigate the wall to the west. Um, so yeah, there's a door there. Mm-hmm. Um. Looks like uh, you know similar set of stone doors that you've seen elsewhere in this uh, chamber. Sir Delamark is going to move at least a couple of steps into the room, and um, what sort of check should he be making uh, to determine whether or not that skeletal figure is, as I, the player, suspect, is uh, iconography of the Raven Queen? Give me a religion check, please, or history. I'll give you history too. <laughs> um. Um, uh, yeah, we know what that was, folks. That's a natural. Okay. Um, this isn't any religious depiction you recognize at all. Or nope. anything that you can recall from anything you've read. You've been pretty devoted. You're, you're, you're more like a Raven Queen fanboy, and um, this doesn't line up with any of the fanfic you've read. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen her. She looks nothing like this. It must obviously be from something else. Um, would any of the other characters here be at all inclined um, or would even be curious about that at all? I'm just no. curious. Okay. <laughs> about the fr- fresco? Yeah. Like I tried, okay, it's fine. It's fine. I just wanted to, you know, make sure that I, I wanted to give anyone else, you know, another opportunity to, to understand. But hmm. um, if we don't know, we don't know. I'm going to go, Rovin's going to go to the other set of double doors and um, check for... So the ones to the south? Yes, okay. sorry. Um, and see if they're locked or or anything like that. Um, sure. Uh, so a quick glance does show that um, there is no keyholes or knobs, right? There just appears to be somewhere you can push. But give me an investigation check on the door. <laughs> Oh, that's, yeah. (laughs) You guys are on fire tonight. (laughs) Well, I I don't have good investigation, which seems odd for a a thief, but it is what it is. That's fantastic. Um, Yeah, no, it looks like a pretty normal door. I push it. commands to get roll 20 to switch out to a different set of virtual dice. Right. (laughs) Yeah, you can't shame the roll 20 dice, right? Uh, You said you pushed (laughs) the door, Rovin? I do. Um, the moment you press your hand to the door, I need you to make me, um, why don't we call it a constant no, dexterity saving throw. Cool. Good. Boom. Oh. 21. Your hand recoils as it almost, you almost feel this magical force, like repel it back. You, you feel like if you, you had pushed any harder, if you weren't quick on your, with your hands, like something like this could have been, the outcome could have been more explosive. Okay. Um, there's something magical on this door. That's great. Do we want to double back and check uh, what's behind us? Well, let's well, why don't we go through the door? You're just a moment. 
and Sir Delamirk uses a mage hand, which in this case would look uh, like a inky black, um, kind of smoky, but it's a very decrepit, almost skeletal looking hand. Very similar, ironically, to the skeletal hand in uh, in the fresco there. And he will use it to push on the door. With all Rovin takes a force. step back before that happens. That's a great call, Rovin. You are a smart man. Yeah, Sir Dallamrock totally was not waiting for anybody to move, so... Nope. Yeah. Your, uh, your mage hand uh, presses the door, and the 10 pounds of force it applies is not enough to open the door. However, it is enough to have the mage hand itself propelled back 40 feet. What's you? <laughs> Great sound effect, John. I'm going to keep that. <laughs> Instead of calling it back to my position, I immediately just discard it into the ether and summon another one. Right, because you can't. And do the same thing. <laughs> just keep sacrificing your hand. Um, that's the definition of insanity, John. <laughs> it's it also the definition, the definition of scientific of rigor. Right. <laughs> but is Sir Delam Rook a man of scientific rigor? No, Sir Delam Rook, however, is a man of... Um, how best to say this? Yeah. Irascibility, <laughs> stubbornness. Magnetism. No, no, mostly he's just really bullheaded, so he's going to send it back there and try to shove again with it. Yeah, I mean, the same result happens. Um, it's it's repelled back, um, and, and it's sort of like that, that like concussive sort of sound that John had so aptly. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> um... Did my investigation or, uh, yeah, my investigation count towards, did I do one for the room? You no, did, I didn't. You didn't perceive anything in the room or investigate anything in here. You just looked at the door that you're standing in front of to, on the eastern, or I'm sorry, on the western wall. So I would like to investigate that door before I try to open that one. The one that you're by, right? Not the one that they've been trying to, um, Yeah, start. yeah. Okay. Uh, sure. Go for it. God damn. Looks like a door. Eight. Eight. Looks like a door. Um, Hondo will try to open that door. It opens. Huzzah! Is there anything in this room? Um, It is a hallway that leads to um, another set of um, double doors. Now, Hondo believes that this might be a quicker escape route if we were to need one. Um, but he wants to uh, not fall into a hole. <laughs> so he, <laughs> he, he will do another investigation to see if this bridge or what this hallway is um, safe to cross. Sure. I'll give you a perception there. Much better. 22. Uh, it looks it looks like a pretty standard fair hallway. However, you can see that in the door across, right? And probably if you had investigated the other one when you were in the initial antechamber, uh, there was a, there is a keyhole in it. Oh, so um, Hondo. Now, it, Hondo can still see a little bit past where Rovin's lantern goes, right? Yeah, um, so I have it set up so that you see his light. Um, so anywhere that you can, that Hondo can see right now is what is being illuminated. I will move closer so he can see better. Okay. Uh, Hondo will go try to pick the lock. Yeah, not even not even trusting the rogue to do it, because you have these tools, and you are also proficient in them, because it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I mean, yeah, come on. I'm, 
a bounty hunter. I got to be able to do this kind of stuff. And yet, I have already stolen something from him that he didn't even. Yeah, the mysterious coin. Stole it from you first. (laughs) Because I was in a block of ice, I really didn't give up preventing you. Um, All right, so I'm going to use my thieves tools. Do I just, am I using dexterity or am I using strength? This this would be dexterity. Okay, that's way weaker for me. I know. Oh, now twenty. Oh yeah, um, like 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 you like this is something you've done a million times before. You easily because he has are able to unclasp <laughs> the simple lock that is holding these shut, and um, you are able to open up the doors, and it does lead into that antechamber you guys entered in from. Hondo will go back to get his torch and okay. bring his torch into the middle of that hallway. Okay, and leave it and leave it there. You do that. And then I'll enter back with the group. Just moving your light source. This is great. I actually liked being able to actually play with light with you guys because now we can yeah. just see how valuable dark vision is and how, <laughs> and how much we've taken it for granted. It's true. Okay. Um, uh, all that okay. Right. So there was, there was another set of double doors in the original chamber. That, right? is, that is correct. Okay. So since this door is unable, we can't get through it, let's go investigate the other one. There's not another door to our east. Is that not a thing? No, there is no door to the east. No. This is just a. Okay. It is just a solid wall. I'm going to go down the little pathway. Hondo will follow. And I am going to potentially attempt to open this set of doors. So the the southern the southern the set of southern, doors yeah, in, in the, the first in the main antechamber. Yep, the entry chamber or whatever. Okay. Um, just going to try to open them. Uh, well, let's, is there a lock or anything that I notice? Doesn't appear to be. And it's just, a like a push door like the other one? Yep, looks similar to the other ones you've seen. I will attempt to push open the door. Make me a dexterity saving throw. Woohoo! Um, you t- attempt to recoil your hand, but you weren't as quick this time. And a concussive blast knocks you back 40 feet. And uh, you take six force damage. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, I have uncanny dodge, mm-hmm. so I'm going to have that that damage. Halved. Half, half it, yeah. Okay, so yeah, you take three force damage then. Sweet. I mean, not sweet, but while this is happening, damage. Mm-hmm. sorry. While this is happening, Sir Delamrook sighs heavily and proceeds to casually stroll down the hallway. So when he's about here, maybe in the middle of the hall, just past the torch, he sees Rovin go zing by. Yep, and you hear uh, another concussive blast as that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I like that Dave just laughed in Delam's F. (laughs) Of course. Well, yeah, that was intentional. He is. Um, Hondo will, uh, investigate the door. Go for it. See if there's, see if there's, uh, like a trap or anything, a mechanic that would unlock it. Yeah, absolutely. 21. Um, you see that in the center, uh, between like the, in the gap between the the two doors, there is, um, what looks to be a very small circular depression. Hondo will poke it <laughs> make me a dexterity saving throw all right that did not work uh crap six okay you ah. are blasted back 
Mm-hmm. 40 feet. Ba-choo! And you take nine force damage. Of course I do. Why wouldn't I? Uh, Hondo will turn to Sir Dellum and say, uh, do you have a method to poke a little hole? So this uh, circular depression is probably only about an inch and a half, two inches in diameter. Mm-hmm. I mean... <laughs> Something about an inch and a half to two inches in diameter? <laughs> Around. Around. Perfectly circular. <laughs> oh, it's gorgeous. Hmm. Wow. Out of character, would it be about the same size as one of those mysterious coins? Maybe. Hmm. Um, do you say that out loud? No, I said that out of character. Okay. Yeah, without the accent? <laughs> yes. That's how we know when you're in character, man. You just talk in the voice. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, would Hondo make that connection? I don't know. Make me an intelligence check, I guess. Can, can I do an insight? Yeah, sure. Yeah, this, uh, this matches that coin that you totally still have in your possession, Hondo. So Hondo's going to pat himself down looking for the coin. Yeah, you can't find it. Um, Knowing that Rovim has at least one of the coins, uh, he will turn to him and say... No, you... Uh, you, put, you uh, oh, yeah, you, you do know that. Yeah, did I the saw other him right. get one. I saw yeah. him pick one up. Uh, I just assume that the uh, other one's like one of those pennies you lose in your pocket for like a month <laughs> and it shows up way later. Um, so... Hondo will turn to Rovin and say, uh, that looks like it's uh, about the same size as that coin we found. Why don't you try that? Why do I have to use my coin? I can't seem to find mine. Well, isn't that convenient? Uh, Hondo will grab him by like the back of his neck and push him forward <laughs> to use his coin. Uh, use you. Um, Rovin, do you resist? Yes. Make me, make me, <laughs> make me competing strength rolls. Oh, uh, oh! wow, really? You got, you got a good shot on this one. I only got an eight. So I would just use... Just click, like, on, click on the word strength on yeah, your character yeah, sheet. I got it. Yes! <laughs> he beats the eight a with a nine. I got a nine! Rovin, you're Woo! able to kind of like get his hands off of you. Um, he can't like grapple you to like do what he wants with you. That's, well, he, okay. Um, <laughs> Mike, I'm talking to Rovin. <laughs> I know. Okay. <laughs> uh, I will do it at my own accord. Thank you very much. And he, well, he, does, he, he kind of like, he stands about as tall as he can. Which is like, he, what, three feet tall? Yeah, fuck you. Uh, and then he struts up to the door. Oops. You strut up to the door. I strut up to the door. I put the coin, one of the coins, into the slot. It fits perfectly, and you see that the, as soon as it fits in, it almost like fuses to the door, and you see that almost like this like sort of beam of uh, greenish light. Greenish, greenish light. light. Thank you. Uh, splits <laughs> the the door like you know through like the little crack that's there in the center, and it actually cuts the coin in half, and the doors slightly push themselves ajar uh, forward in front of you. <laughs> Looks like you lost your coin. I mean, you actually lost a coin, so I don't know what you're trying to say here. I'll find mine. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so what you see in front, what you see in front of you now, um, there's like a cavern that actually is illuminated with a very, very dim, like blue uh, hue, and um, you can hear the sound of of water rushing. Okay. Um, um, ahead of you, I think that your light, uh, well, that your light kind of extends, and you also see that illuminated by this, 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 this cavern is a, a bridge, like a stone bridge, that's kind of like you know arched and elevated slightly, um, and on the other side of that appears to be another hall, and then the cavern kind of goes off to the, like kind of angled, so it's heading um, like northeast and southwest is kind of what this cavern is sort of curved into, a very slight grade, more like east by northeast and. Uh, you know, west by southwest. Uh, Hondo will enter, uh, seeing the different paths, and he will uh, say, I bet you that one goes back to the other door. And he's pointing to the one that goes to the northeast. Sir Delamert, do you advance? Yes, uh, Sir Rook is going to advance around the corner, and he's going to be, I'd say, about Kitty Corner behind... Um, behind Hondo, where he'd be on the west, he'd be on the east end of the hall. I would like for about you to make behind. me uh, a history or religion check at advantage, please. There we go. You gotta be kidding. <laughs> 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 like, I really want some new dice in here. What the hell? You are the worst historian. You know, I was, I was gonna be, I was more fishing for a one, because um, anyone who has ever lived anywhere remotely close to the Plain of Shadow knows this as the mythical River Styx. Hmm. This is where all the souls of the dead are transported from, well, from living to whatever lies beyond. Right here. Localized entirely in this hallway at this hour. Uh, no, this is definitely just either a tributary or just an extension of it. The River Styx is quite long. And oh, great, a Styx tribute band. And it, <laughs> uh, you know that this actually this 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 is this river extends below and all through um, the Shadow Plane, spanning across multiple realms within the Shadow Plane. Like so there, are, there are tributaries and all you know that that essentially go from every. When I say realm, I mean like even we're talking like planets and everything. You know what I'm saying? Like um, to the to the you know to the underworld essentially. Um, so don't fall in it is what you're saying. Yeah, and now, Sir Rook, I mean you've you've learned about this ever since you were a child. I mean this is something that every you know many fables reference, but this is you'd, you'd never have would have ever thought that you would have ever seen this for yourself. Um, you can definitely it's tell like, where that musty, you know, wet smell and like feeling is coming from is like, you know, it's actually almost slightly warmer in here, especially compared to how frigid it is ab above ground um, and sort of, it's sort of created this very humid environment in this cavern. Um, but it definitely smells um, stale and wet. I have to be warmer. Imagine if this river froze. And what, what kind of trouble would we be in? <laughs> so Sir Delamrook is going to advance to the corner and look over the glory and majesty of this Our Lady's River. So the waters themselves actually look to be um, flowing very, I wouldn't say, you know, at a very, at a very fast pace. 
Um, and, and while the waters themselves are this sort of crystal blue, you can see wisps of white um, light, like darting and shooting through the waters. Um, and that's kind of what's creating this glow, is the water itself doesn't appear to be illuminated, but all of these wisps are sort of illuminating it as they travel quickly um, down its path, which is, it seems to be flowing to the southwest. Um, however, um, you notice though that the, the waters themselves, I mean, it's, you know, like I said, they're flowing fast and, and, and they are um, erratic, right? Um, and the waters themselves begin to swell and disturb and almost like you almost feel them calling to you. Um, something that even like, you know, most humans would know as the phenomena of the call to the abyss, you know? Um, where it's just like you feel this, this undeniable draw to surrender your soul to, you know, its next destination. Um, and as you're kind of inspecting and looking over the majesty of these waters, um, you can see that some of the wisps begin to coalesce and um, stop moving. And the there are and they kind of shoot forth out of the water and four ghosts appear yeah. ghosts ghosts and they they are screaming at you uh wanting to taste life once more these are souls maybe not ready to move on maybe you know, desperately seeking another shot at life, but they immediately move in to attack. And we are going to roll initiative. Hooray! Well, even with your shitty rolls, um, oh, wow. you guys are all still going first. So we're going to start with Sir Delum Rook. You are staring at four ghosts who are now floating above the river sticks hovering around the uh, bridge. There are three to the west of the bridge and one to the east. Okay, let's see. Let me take a quick look, see what I got here. I mean, the furthest one from you is only 25 feet still. So they're all well within range of most things. However, you know, they're all floating over the water still. So it would be impractical yeah. to, you know, try to walk over to them without falling into the river yourself. see. I've got plenty of options here. It's just which one I want to use. Oh, Hona Cold should do the trick. Ooh, you're doing uh So let's says, see, a 60-foot cone. But how wide is this 60-foot cone? I mean... Hold on, let me get the even if I have to take like a little sidestep a couple to the side to make sure that uh, our dude on the furthest right of the map gets included. You could get them all in that 60-foot cone. Okay, then uh, let's see. Ooh, cast at what level? Level 5, because that's all I got. <laughs> okay, um, you cast your cone of cold. They have to make, uh, looks like, a con save. DC 15. Except, uh, unfortunately, it doesn't matter because they are immune to cold. 
Oh, shit. Wah, 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 wah. But I'll make it anyways. Uh, they would fail it doesn't the, matter. They fail the save. Do any other effects happen besides uh, the potential damage? Nope. Okay. Well, unfortunately, uh, you're going to have to burn that slot, and they, see, they all completely resist all of that cold damage. Okay, so we are now on to Hondo's turn. Hondo, unfortunately, you see Sir Delam Rook blast this amazing cone of cold, but the ghosts are still exactly where they were before, completely unscathed. What do you do? But it looked cool, old boy. Um, and Hondo... Can Hondo walk forward and hold an action until they, he can actually hit them? Because he can't reach them. You might be able to reach um, one of them if you are standing at the apex of the bridge, which is exactly at the edge of your movement. But I would, I would be able to hit it or swing yes. at it? I think you have okay. literally one that you might be able to try to swing at if you were to go up there. Yeah, Hondo will do that. Hondo will swing at the ghost with his sword. It's a magical sword. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, yeah, sure. Um, One attack is a 26. That will hit. Which, that's, that's not a crit? What is that? You rolled a 18 on the die. Oh, so close. Um, so then how do I do the damage for that? Tap it again. 12 slashing damage. Okay. It takes 12 slashing uh, damage. A second attack is a 24 with 11 slashing damage. And the third attack, because I do three, is a 15. 15 actually hits too. Wow. 12. So okay. a total of 35 slashing damage. Okay, the ghost makes a horrible noise. Um... And looks at me. <laughs> mm -hmm. Looks at you and um, is just shrieking uh, like hell. Cool. At you. Yep. And we move on to Rovin. Rovin takes his 20. He's going to move up 20 feet behind Sir Rook. And he attempts to hide behind him. Okay. Use, use your cunning action to do that. Yeah. I mean, bow, bow. you are so freaking uh, hidden with the 32 on your stealth check. Oh, my God. I am a very stealthy person. Yeah. You are very much not seen. Um, so question, just for clarification. So if I, so I moved up and then I have an action... I can hold that action, right? Mm -hmm. Using my cunning action as my bonus action. So, right. so you would you, you, hold hold, an, you can hold an action as a as a reaction essentially to use. Right. That. So I'm going to um, basically, uh, you know, in my attempt to hide behind Delamrook, I'm going to crouch in a in a position where I can then kind of jump out at him and stab anything that comes at us. Okay. Uh, yeah, so anything that moves into melee range, I will let you use your reaction to make a sneak attack against. Cool. Okay. Um, we are now on to the ghosts. The one that Hondo just viciously attacked and almost completely obliterated is... Um, you're going to see almost like this, its wispy form attempt to enter Hondo. 
Hondo, make, uh, Hondo, uh, Hondo, make me a charisma saving throw. Charisma. Oh, surprisingly, actually, not really that surprisingly. Uh, charisma is not that strong for Hondo. But I still roll a nat 20! Oh, nice. <laughs> wow. We've been hitting a lot of nats. That's yeah. fantastic. Um, so its attempt to possess you failed. <laughs> and you are now immune to this particular ghost's possession attempts for the next 24 hours. Cool nice. beans. But only that ghost out of the... Yeah, other there's three other ghosts. <laughs> that might try to enter me. That might try to <laughs> enter you. That is correct, yes. Ooh. Uh, I feel like we could phrase that differently, but okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll just like, change <laughs> melody in the background and have it serve as its own double entendre. Two of the ghosts. Uh, Another ghost is going to surround Hondo, and two of the ghosts are going to move towards... Well, what only they would see is Sir Delam Rook. One moves directly adjacent to him where uh, Rovin could try to stab it. And he does! Stab it. He does make Hold the on. attempt. Attempt to I'm stab it. I'm using my dagger, because that's what I have on sheath. And you, you have an advantage, or what, what's, this, what's the uh, snake attack? Um, uh, he's got an ally within five feet, so you're fine. Uh, 23 will definitely hit. And the damage is 23 on sneak attack with an extra eight in piercing damage. So that would be 31 piercing damage. Uh, magical oh, piercing yeah. damage, too. So <laughs> Magic. Yeah, that ghost uh, really uh, is reeling from, from that, that hit. Um, and is uh, looking pretty fucking terrible. So, but it's still alive. Um, uh, ki- kind of alive. Well, okay, it's still undead. Dead. It's still dead. <laughs> it's unliving. It's still living and it's unliving. And that ghost now, because uh, your reaction definitely spooked it, huh? Um, ah. is going to, uh, each of them are going to, uh, well, one's going to attempt to possess the one that Rovin just attacked is going to attempt to possess Rovin, and the one that possessed, or the one that uh, is initially went for it, Sodell and Rook, is going to attempt to possess him. So both of you make charisma saves, please. Oh, uh, I got a 12. Rovin got a 12. And Rook got a 15. Rook, you uh, are now immune to that ghost's possession for 24 hours as it fails to possess you. However, <laughs> Rovin gets entered. Has been entered. The ghost disappears. <laughs> <laughs> you see Rovin's eyes briefly glow like this wispy white. Woo-hoo! And now, uh, so Rovin, just so you know, the ghost now controls your body but doesn't deprive you of awareness. So mm-hmm. the ghost cannot be targeted by any attack, spell, or other effect except ones that turn undead. Um, I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any clerics here anyways. It's fine. Yeah, you're possessed. So it's going to control your body, um, and it's going to be great. Is it? Yeah, and uh, you just know saves you repeat. Um, there's only a certain, there are only certain conditions that need to be met in order for this possession to end. Super. So um, the final ghost will actually attempt to um, make a... Uh, the one that's in front of Hondo is going to let out a horrifying screech. And now I need, well, I need Rook and uh, Hondo to make me wisdom saves. Oh, that's another nat 20. You said a, a 12, <laughs> Rook? A 12 for Rook, yes. You are frightened of 
the ghost uh, in front of Hondo to yourself. And um, you can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of your turns, but because you are frightened of it, um, the frightened creature has disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls while its source of fear is within line of sight. Oh, the creature can't willingly move closer to the source of its fear. So you don't have to actually actively run away from it, but uh, you cannot actively move closer to it, and you have a disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks while you can see it. Mm. You're terrified of this thing. That screech... Uh, must have unlocked some primal fears within you or triggered something. That's fine. You know what? It wants to give uh, me uh, me the willies. I can give it the willies, too. Um, yeah, so we'll use Phantasmal Killer against it. And like that, under That's my level four. That's a badass fours. name. <laughs> That's a great band name. Phantasmal Killer. <laughs> to make that my new album title. And I would be casting it at the one that feared me in front of uh, Hondo. Yeah, so can you just uh, read? I don't think we've actually ever experienced Phantasmal Killer. Would you mind reading us the uh, spell? Uh, target a creature you can see within range, range 120, uh, duration, concentration to a minute. Description, you tap into the nightmares of a creature you can see within range and create an illusory manifestation of its deepest fears. Visible only to that creature. The target must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, the target becomes frightened for the duration. At the end of each of the target's turns before the spell ends, the target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or take 4d10 psychic damage. On a successful save, the spell ends. Okay, unfortunately... if I cast it 5th level or higher, it's another 1d10. Unfortunately, it is immune to being frightened. Okay. Of course. Does it take the psychic damage, though? Yes, the frightened condition and the damage caused by the spell are separate. All right, so it would need to take its wisdom saving throw. Um, let's see. The end of each of its turns, it uh, does that or, or take 4d10 psychic damage on a successful save the spell ends. Uh, it fails the save with a 9. So roll that. Uh, oh, we got 19 psychic damage, it looks yep. like. Okay. And then after that, uh, let's see. Let's see if I've got anything that would prevent oppies against me, because um, I need to get myself out of this guy's line of sight. So do you take the chance? Mm, no, I'm going to have to not for now. I think I'm just going to have to stay here, hold my ground, and uh, let's see, that was my action anyway. Mm-hmm. Now I can bonus action a non-leveled spell, correct? You can bonus action a cantrip, yep. Well, hell, I can uh, chill touch at the one in front of me, at least. Does it do cold damage? No, it does necrotic, so at least we're going to use our cantrip to test for necrotic damage against these guys. <laughs> a 22 definitely hits. Unfortunately, it is immune to necrotic damage. It's okay. Cost me nothing. That's the end of my action economy. I'm just going to park it here. Okay. Uh, we are on to Hondo. Um, Hondo, you got so two evil ghosts looking at you. If Hondo kills the one, can he still attack the other? You have to declare which attacks you're putting on which. Can I do them in order? Or do I have to say before I roll them? Um, I'm going to have you declare them now. Uh, so... Then the, I guess the first two are against the one on my right, and the last one's against the one on the left. 
So the one, so you're sorry. So you're putting two on the 130 damaged. Mm-hmm. Okay. Twenty-one Prism hits. Twenty-one with sixteen slashing, and then an eleven. Uh, the eleven matches, so that hits as well. Oh. Okay, so that's six slashing. That's twenty-four. No, twenty-two slashing to the one that's already injured. Yep, the ghost uh, dissipates, and you see oh, it's oh. You, you see like a small moat, sort of exit from it and drop back into the river and float away. Okay, and then I'll attack the last one with a fifteen, which hits. We'll do fifteen slashing damage it, to that one. It does fifteen slashing damage to that one. Anything else? Oh, uh, because I killed an enemy, I can do another attack. Oh yeah, you get a um, you get an attack. Yeah, because of my... Was it Great Weapon Master? Yes, Great Weapon Master. So I will do that against uh, that second one. The 23. That's a hit. Oh, uh, I'm going to take the 10 because that was the first one. A 10 slashing damage. Uh, it takes 10 slashing damage. Very nice. All right. Anything else on your turn, Hondo? No, I don't think so. We're on to Rovin's turn. Rovin, you are looking almost as if you were looking through a camera as as you, your body is puppeted by this ghost that is possessing you. And it attempts mm-hmm. to stab Sir Delam Rook in the back. So I need you to make me an attack roll against Sir Delam Rook. That's going to hit. Sorry, it was a 24. And the damage is 28 bonus for my sneak attack and 7 piercing damage. So that would be 35 piercing damage. So Delam Rook, you take 35 piercing damage. Ouch. Sorry, not sorry. And as a bonus action, it's going to take Rovin and disengage. Um, since I'm still aware of myself, mm-hmm. I can still speak, correct? Um, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, does not deprive you of awareness, but it controls your entire body. So you are inc- you are incapacitated. So no, you cannot move or speak. You okay. are just you're just like watching this like it's a movie right now. But it it, okay. it heads back to the north and ducks around the corner from the door you guys opened. And now the ghosts will finish their turn. The one in front of Sir Delam Rook now attempts to um, almost you know take its withered hand and touch him. But a nine's not going to hit you. No. And the one in front of Hondo will uh, attempt a possession. It's the last one that hasn't tried to possess. So, uh, Hondo, make me a charisma save. (laughs) I am am going to use... uh, Let's see, which one do I want to use? I'm going to re-roll for Indomitable, so I'm going to use my one Indomitable. Yep, sounds good, because you got a seven looking at right now. God damn it. Man, these dice are terrible. <laughs> I, I rolled a lot in that 20s today, so I can't really complain. I got a 9. So the, I'm, ta- I'm, t- I'm taking that as the, uh, the ghost enters me. The ghost has entered you. Oh, boy, <laughs> Sir Delam Rook. Uh, you are in a pickle. As it is now Perhaps. your turn. Aren't you now, glad you brought us both? The one I'm frightened of is now deceased, correct? The, you can't see it anymore. It is now oh, part of Hondo. Oh, oh! It entered Hondo. Okay, yeah, I thought. But technically, technically, you can't see it. Mm, fair enough. And you're not afraid of Hondo. You might. Uh, not you, yet. Yeah, if they say you're about to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, let's start by taking care of the business at hand and laying uh, 
my packed great sword attacks against the ghost in front of me. Now, normally I'd have Life Drinker on, but it's useless right now, so I'm just going to leave it clicked off. 19 totally hits. Nice job. And a 21 definitely hits as well. Okay, um, so let's see. 12 plus 16 is uh, 28. That is correct. This ghost also is obliterated. And it's, it, you see, again, a little moat pop out from it and drop into the river sticks. Now you have to fight the both of us. No. <laughs> Anything else on your well, turn? Let's see how easy I go on, folks. Yeah, let's see. What do we want to do? Well, unless you can dispel the ghost, you pretty much have to fuck us up. Well, it's okay, because you just applied 35 damage pretty liberal, liberally to my hindquarters, so. I mean, I didn't. I mean, you did, just, you know, your body did. Sure, yeah. Sounds like a, a job for semantics. But we're going to use our bo uh, my bonus action, use my final spell slot to apply the dex hex to Roven. Um, so, yeah, he disengaged, but you can still see him. So, yeah, um, it's just on. So you have disadvantage on uh, dex checks, Robin. Okay. And then uh, let's see. Oh, I still got move, so we can, uh, we can move to get nice and close in threatening. Okay. You are now currently engaged with Robin Tossbottom. I am. So if you were to move away, there would be an oppie. Hondo, you feel your body move. And feel my body. Do I feel the earth move below my feet? <laughs> as it, <laughs> Under my feet. As uh, the ghost uses uh, dash to essentially take you right up next to Rook, but you cannot mm -hmm. do anything further. Sure. Roven. I'll let the ghost believe that. <laughs> Roven, I would like for you to try to stab Sir Delam Rook, please. All right, well, since it's no longer from behind, I can take off the sneak attack. Mm -hmm. Ugh. Sorry, 24? Well, 24 will hit. And damage is only 7 piercing. 7 piercing. I'm starting to, well, Sir Delamurk is starting to get annoyed here. <laughs> I could imagine. Yeah, so this is quite the situation for Sadelm Rook. Now your former companions possessed by ghosts. And it is here at the top of initiative. It's Sir Delam Rook's turn as he is staring down his former compatriots that we are going to pause this combat and bring it to you no! next week on Hapless Heroes. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We're so glad you could join us on this little side quest that is totally going to play into the main story, I promise you. Um, if you like us, you can find us on the internet. We are on such places as Twitter and Instagram, at Hapless Heroes. We're on Facebook and Reddit. Just, you know, search Hapless Heroes Podcast. But really, those places have sticky posts that are going to point you to what we feel is uh, the best place to meet and interact with us, our Discord server. There's an invite link on uh, most of those places. And I'm not sure if I added it to the comments of any of our Instagram posts, but uh, I'm sure you could you know, find it or have that take you to our Facebook or Twitter. But uh, we're on there all the time, especially now since we're all pretty much stuck at home. Like we're there to socialize and hang out. You know, a lot of us are either working at home or, um, you know, we're figuring things out. It's why also we have a smaller crew as, you know, we all deal with the reality of the, um, 
you know, situation that the world is in right now. Um, but we are all here for each other, and we are a wonderful community of gamers and nerds and other interests are all hanging out in that Discord server. I think we have like something like 50 or some odd listeners, you know, hanging out in there. You know, that's not including like the 12 people we know. Um, and I just want to say, you know, it's been great to just have, you know, all of you guys there as this little community that's like to hang out, talk, talk to, you know, share your experiences with, share your pictures of your cats, dogs, whatever game tales, strange stories, like you name it, it's in there. Yeah, we'd love to have you as part of our growing audience. Uh, and if you really, really like us, you can leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice. You know, any, whatever podcast service takes those reviews, we want to hear your kind words. And we might even read some of those on the air and tell you that you're a five-star human like we have in the past, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so just, uh, you know, we really appreciate it. We, we, we really appreciate it. It helps us grow in the ranks. It's just a big, big boost for, you know, the audience that we have that continues to grow with every passing day. But if you really, really like us, you can donate to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash heroes. Uh, we have a lot of awesome rewards, and I've actually been thinking about, you know, how we can extend those rewards during this trying time. We have a number of donors on there, and, you know, you guys have been so generous. So I want to say this to our current and exist, you know, and, and, and potentially future patrons that not only do we have like bloopers behind the scenes audio special discord roles a secret channel in there to hang out in um you know james's notebook like the 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 works um i think i'm going to and i have to add it to the site i think i'm just gonna add it even to this you know one of the smallest donation levels um i'm gonna try to host some kind of virtual game night for anyone in the audience who wants to join um you know who's you know who's, who's who's contributed to the show or else we'd have you know, a lot of people in there, right? And maybe we'd play like some Jackbox party games or something like that. I don't know. I'm going to figure out the details to try to post it on Patreon because, you know, it's helpful sometimes to take some of this distance out of social distancing. Mm-hmm. And uh, what better way to do that than playing silly party games where we can all just laugh with one another. So keep, an eye, so keep an eye out on there. Um, if I'm able to throw something together, it should be on there. But if not, also just take a moment, check out the super awesome rewards. Again, it's patreon.com slash heroes. We appreciate all of you who've been helping sustain this show it's helped us also you know even just me get like some of the extra stuff here on roll 20 and things like that to make you know make sure that this is an awesome experience not only for you the listener but also you know an extra a little little something extra for our players here too for them to reference so yeah that that's all because of your contributions to this show we couldn't be uh more grateful and if you like us right now you like us uh sally fields and the whole deal uh don't touch me (laughs) we i kind of said that last time that's right just don't touch me. No, you said wash your hands. <laughs> I'm saying don't touch me. <laughs> All right, guys. Stand six feet away. So yep. uh, if anything, that means everyone in the audience really, really loves us because so far all of them have done a great job of not touching you. Hey, not thanks. <laughs> well, I guess there's nothing left for me to do besides outro this lovely cast. So starting on my right, question mark, we have Dave as Sir Delamrook. Good evening. We have John as Hondo the Immortal slash Possessed. I don't like being drunk and possessed. <laughs> and Mike as Roven Tossbottom, also possessed. This is not a feeling that I am used to. And I'm Francesco. I've been your host and DM. We'll catch you next week as we continue Hapless Heroes Quarantine Edition. Uh, we love you. Bye. 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 Bye.